guys, welcome back to another episode of the Big Apple School Podcast, where the goal of this podcast is to help you improve your English skills through listening. My name is Benjamin. I'm from London, and today I'm joined by three guests. Our first guest today is Ken from the Philippines. Excellent. And our second guest, Katya. And last but last not last but not least, Anna. And Anna, right? So welcome back, guys. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss some news stories.、Um, just a little disclaimer: we're not journalists, so don't take our opinions too seriously. We're English teachers and a Russian teacher, of course,、um, Katya. And what we're going to do, like I said, we will just discuss the news stories. And if you have any questions about the English language、um, or any, anything related to the stories, do let us know in the comments. We will be more than happy to help you with any questions. Anyway, let's get started. So the first news story we're going to talk about today comes from the Metro. Do any of you know the Metro newspaper?、It、comes from London. Have you heard of this magazine? Is this the one that is like on the tube station? You can、exactly. grab it for free and everything. Exactly. We have such. We a, have the same thing,、yeah. only the different colors. I think we might we might have discussed it on one of the podcasts. Really, ours is what green, and it is called Metro. As and well. it is called Metro. Yeah, but it's like green and white or something.、Mm-hmm. And the British one is the British one is. Uh, it's blue and white. Blue and white. I mean,、yeah. that's the logo. It's blue and white. But、mm-hmm. like you said, yes, you can find it at yeah most underground stations, or not just the underground. You can also find them at railway stations throughout the UK. And yeah, it's a free, it's a free newspaper. As is the Evening Standard. Have you heard of the Evening Standard? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, obviously. So the first story we're going to talk about today is. Do you, do you know what's happening on the London Underground? Or The London Transport Network. Does anyone know? No well,、idea. you sent us the link, you know, beforehand. <laughs> yes. <so. laughs> well, what's happening then?、Um, they're opening a new line,、um, the、yep. Elizabeth Elizabeth Line. Exactly. Yeah, the Elizabeth Line, and so this line is going to link some towns outside of London, namely Reading, which is a smaller town, a satellite town outside of London.、And、this is going to link these towns to the centre of London, and it will make. Or supposedly make commutes much easier, and the story is、uh, well. Part of the story is that the local government spent four point two billion pounds extra on the construction of this train line. My question is: is how is it that in the West, in California or in the UK, why is it that we spend so much money on transport infrastructure, but other countries like China they can just build train lines and and really. Well, let's let's be fair of it over here. You know, China has a like in 2021, China had the GDP of 20 billion pounds, whereas Britain has roughly like what 2.2. Oh, sorry, not billion, trillion pounds. Oh right, yeah, 20 trillion pounds. So 10 in the power of 12. I my humble brain cannot even imagine such numbers. Sounds just、whereas、amazing. Britain's GDP in 2021 was. 2.2 trillion pounds. We cannot compare these countries. They're just so different. The budget is different. The resources are different. The number of people who can actually work in the construction is different.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't say that London has, you know,、um, horrible transport. Oh no, no, by by no like, means. No. no, no. It's really clean. It's really nice in general. A little bit expensive, though. I will say. Do you know how much? Well, it, yeah. One zone is like what. Two forty, yeah, two pounds forty, yeah, two hundred fifty rubles, and it's just one zone, like over the center.、Yeah. I remember living in the in zone three, yeah, and I think I paid 
like three fifty per each, yeah, yeah. like for each tube, for each right? Way, yeah. And you had an oyster card, I and guess. I had an oyster card. Yeah. Yeah. Is it much? Yeah, cheaper to use the oyster card. So it makes it a little bit cheaper. I believe in the past you can buy a, a travel card. Maybe you still can do it. I haven't bought a I travel card. I think you card. can, yeah. Yeah, a travel card usually costs, I, I believe it's £10. And this allows you to travel all around, well, central London at least, for, for £10. But just for our listeners, the Oyster card, um, it comes from... Maybe we talked about this on a previous podcast. I can't remember. But the, do you know what an Oyster is? Everyone knows what an Oyster is, of course. Yeah. yeah. So Oyster... The sea, just for our listeners, is the seafood item. And the reason why we call it an Oyster card is this electronic card that we use to yeah, travel around London. It's called an Oyster card because, does anyone know? I actually always wondered. Yeah. There's this idiom in English called the world is your oyster. Really strange idiom. I don't really know where it comes from. But this means that you can do anything that you want and you can go anywhere that you like. So mm. this... This electronic travel card was taken from this idiom. So if you go to London and you get an Oyster card, no, you're not going to get food poisoning. (laughs) You're not not going to buy an item of seafood. You're going to get on a bus or a train. So, yeah. I'm just wondering, though, how much, um, you know, the Chinese government spends on their, let's say, um, uh, train stations. Um, Is it the same price or nearly the same as the amount that, you know, uh, the UK government spends on this, especially this latest, you know, station. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I have no idea. I don't have the figures in front of me. But what I do know is that it's probably easier in China for the government to bypass bureaucracy and Mm -hmm. to just knock down houses and, and roads, where I guess that's probably why it's more expensive in in the UK and in the US to to build transport infrastructure because people will sue a train company if they <laughs> don't want <laughs> Sounds very American. <laughs> or, yeah. So, what, by the way, what is public transportation like in the Philippines? You know, um, a while ago when you were talking about, I just want to go yeah. back a little bit. Yeah, please, um, yeah, please. Regarding the newspaper, we also have something similar and it's literally called free because it's for free. (laughs) It's all in the name. (laughs) And yes, we do have um, like a subway, especially in Manila. Although I must say it's only limited to the capital city. I don't think we have such um, train lines um, in other parts of the country. And um, if we talk about Manila, we do have three um, different... um, not just lines, but um, like different, um, I don't know how to call that, but different clusters of, mm-hmm. you know, basically sub, uh, subway system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you say, I mean, is, is it cheap? Is it? Um, actually, I guess now they have increased uh, the price. And it's not like here in uh, Russia where you just pay once and then you can end at whatever, you mm-hmm. know, destination you want to go to. In the Philippines, it's maybe p- kind of like in London where you have to pay for every station. Yeah. So there's a different price depending mm-hmm. on where you want to get off. But here in Russia, that's why I, I like it here because it's yeah. efficient and it's affordable. Cheap. It's yeah. affordable, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I have to be honest. The transport here is actually really good, and especially the metro system. I mean, yeah. Um, well, Aliona, is there a um, 
cards that you can buy here in Novosibirsk? Yes, sure. Uh, you can use just your credit card to, uh, to pass. Yeah. And also you can use uh, different transport cards. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they um, actually let you take another maybe trolley bus yeah, yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even, yeah. If you use one, mm -hmm. yes, it is like one a, is for free. Yes. So uh, they have different different kinds of. I think it's like within a, within an hour, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. If mm -hmm. if you take the tube, and then after that you take a trolley bus mm -hmm. or something, but not a bus, not a for bus. some reason. Trolley yeah, bus free, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I think nobody uses that now, just because it's so much easier to just tap your debit card, you know, and just yeah. off you go. You go. I love the, um, well, speaking of the Novosibirsk metro and other Russian metros, I love the ticket barriers. Like they will chop off your kneecaps <laughs> if you. <laughs> if That's you the scary part. You know, know, like in the whole of the world, it's closed gate and then they open once you pay. Yes. And in Russia, you just live in fear. It's a, it's a little guillotine. <laughs> uh, just a couple of days ago, I uh, went through uh, the, that pass in uh, Richnoy yeah, station yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they actually um, changed the system. Yeah. Yes. That's why I, I like using I that shocked. station. I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that was unusual. Yeah. I actually saw a person before about two years ago. I just don't remember which station, but he was caught by these things that actually <laughs> oh, I prohibits have been you. caught by Poor these things. The first time I ever came to Novosibirsk, I'm like, oh, Metro. I had never seen one, you know, like I'm from a small town. So, and I um, bought this, you know, like whatever you call it, like a token. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, and I'm a lefty, so I'm left-handed. So, and it was just my instinct to toss, you know, this token on my left. Oh, so I, I paid see. for the one, you know, for the oh. entrance on the left. So I was so sure, you know, tried to get to get yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> and I was hit by these things. I was like, what happened? And the, and the very sweet lady was just shouting at me. But did the train guards let you through? Or did you later on, yeah, they shouted at me at first. Yeah. You know, <laughs> was it painful did. though? It is. Uh, yeah, it's I like you can imagine, yeah, the yeah. hit on your hips. And oh, you're God. Like, oh, <laughs> Why? I, I thought it's more scary than painful, no? It is kind of painful. <laughs> Maybe that's just my memory, you know, picturing it yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess, well, can you, can you sue the, the Russian government if, you, oh. if, it, if it hurts you? <laughs> wow, wow, this is the funniest joke I've heard within, within a year, really. Can you sue the Russian government? Very funny. For, for, for like the painful train ticket barriers. Live in Russia. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you guys. Well, let us know in the comments. Have you been decapitated by <laughs> a Russian ticket bearer? We would love to know. Well, if you're still alive <laughs> from your experience. The next story also comes from the Metro, um, the Metro magazine. This is about the Qatar Football World Cup. I mean, it's quite amazing that everyone has just forgotten, or at least I've forgotten that <laughs> there's actually a, another Football World Cup coming to town. Um, okay, so this is in Qatar. Obviously, you know, very hot country. Right. And do you know much about the stadiums that they're building? I know nothing. They're trying to build an air-conditioned stadium. And I don't understand how... Yeah. Well, because it's a desert country, um, they will definitely yeah. need air conditioning. Yeah, it's it's, it's really hot. I mean, so I think that's the reason for the news. 
Well, that's actually not the reason for the news. The the actual news story is that a pint of beer is going to cost over ten pounds, and I don't understand how British football fans are going to. They just want to earn <laughs> some money because they all know. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, it doesn't come. It doesn't come down to money only in this case because. If we think about it, Qatar is a Muslim country, yes. so they have very strict laws and uh, very high taxes on alcohol. It's not fully forbidden there, but still. And if we look at the experience of Britain, you know, in general, and uh, the British football matches and everything, yeah. every time there is a match, there are a hell of a lot of drunk people um, that are first drunk, then they cause some trouble and everything. So, and I think by by raising the price, you know, they kind of try to deal with that so yeah. it kind of lower the number of drunk people so it's only reasonable so you only have posh drunk people <laughs> <laughs> only those who can afford yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's quite interesting because i was reading that in qatar well as you said yeah it's a muslim it's a muslim country so you can only legally buy alcohol at hotel bars and and i believe you can get a special license to buy alcohol from a special shop you can't just buy alcohol at an off license or a corner shop or a liquor store in america yeah so it's gonna be I, i don't know do you think you'll be a bit more of a boring football match or do you think that, do you think maybe the the drunk fans add atmosphere to well definitely it will be less violent with fewer you know drunk people because i know when say for instance they're team you know loses then some fans they get crazy and they start to rumble so it's gonna be chaotic but mm-hmm. you know with higher prices for alcohol well so yeah, fewer l- people l- l- will let's be drunk. face it your team wins like fans get crazy your team loses the fans uh, get crazy well, there's like no the win yeah, in this yeah. situation <laughs> yeah. well how much does a pint of beer cost in Novosibirsk well, now, after the sanctions and everything, uh, a pint of London Pride is 540 rubles. Oh, that's London Pride. That's exports. Like, I mean, that's I mean, so like, good, though. Okay, yeah. a pint of oyster, oyster stout, I mean, is 440 rubles. A lager is around 300 rubles. Oh, that's quite expensive. But wait, what about the local beers? I think it's about 200. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not really like super cheap because still, yeah. you know, they, they need mm-hmm. good ingredients to make this good beer, the local one. I mean, yeah. there are some cheap beers. If you go to the shop, uh, yeah. for example, you, your local shop, you yeah. can find uh, right. quite good beer yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. 50 even. But then rubles. are you going to like yeah. it? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's a question of quality, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had a drink in, I think, two weeks already. It's been a while. <laughs> but um, the beers here are great. It's absolutely amazing. And um, I love the, what, what are they called? The pivovarnia, the pivnushki, the, the, <laughs> the, the beer shops. It's amazing how you can get beer on tap, draft yeah. beer. That is so 24. cool. Actually, you live cheap. in the building where there is one which is 24-7. Yep. Is it legal? <laughs> You know, <laughs> questionable. They're, they're so-called bars. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, you know, they put yeah. like a couple of tables over there, yes. a couple of chairs. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, technically, yeah. we're a bar. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Uh, is it uh, more expensive at night time? I don't How think it makes so. more. It makes been... sense. Yeah. Because yeah. like, why well, I know there's a there's a law here in at least in Novosibirsk, mm-hmm. I believe throughout Russia, whereby you can't purchase alcohol from mm-hmm. a shop after 10 p.m. if 
that's yeah. correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- that's yeah. true because I was with a friend one time. He wanted to buy a bottle uh, of beer, but he yeah. was refused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, that's 10. that's a novice risk because let's say in Yakutia they have different times. In there, you can yeah, only yeah, buy yeah. alcohol from two p.m. to eight p.m., mm-hmm. which was actually not a very good strategy. Because mm-hmm. initially they did that, so they thought that that would lower the you know the level of consumption, but it was the opposite because people kind of bought in bulk beforehand. So instead mm-hmm. of buying, let's say, one bottle of wine, yeah. and then thinking, oh, you know, if we run out, like we can always go and grab another. No, they bought like three, four, five, and then they drank it all so anyway. It was like a booze rush hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's quite interesting. So each, I, I'm really fascinated by how the Russian Federation has its different legislation for different. So, so it's kind of like America in a way, how each yeah. state has, yeah, has its own legislation. Yeah. Actually, speaking of alcohol uh, and everything, I'm currently reading a book which is written by Professor David Nutt, and it's called "Drink oh, yeah, or Not to Drink: yeah. The New Science of Alcohol and Your Health." And it's about alcohol in general, you know, its effect on your body and everything, and the regulations and everything in Britain and France. So it, ha- it gives you, you know, a very vivid picture of what the situation with alcohol is like in Britain. I, very I remember, interesting. I, I remember this name, Dr. David Nutt. Did he many He was years in the ago, government. He was yeah. in the government. He was the one responsible for the, like, um, the drug consumption and everything. He, like, he was one of the... In the British government, yeah. I remember yeah, he was his, a scientist, but yeah. he was fired because he said that alcohol is a drug and it causes more harm yeah. Um, then uh, crack or LSD or uh-huh. marijuana. Yeah. Because, you know, when we speak about alcohol and other drugs, you know, we need to think about two sorts of like negative consequences, the harm that you do to yourself and the harm you do to society. Mm-hmm. So, and he was the one who said alcohol brings more harm to society and people combined, you know, yeah. than crack and other drugs. And the alcohol producing giants didn't like that. The government didn't like that. So he yeah. was fired. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I remember his name very clearly because in, in the UK, there's a very big debate about whether to legalize marijuana or not. And yeah, his name was all over the newspapers. When, well, because yeah. just because he said that, you know, marijuana is not that harmful, mm-hmm. you know, if we compare it to alcohol. Yeah. And of course, nobody liked that. Yeah, well, I guess it depends how you consume it. Because I guess if you smoke it, then obviously it's like nothing's good if you put it in your lungs. But if you eat it, then probably it's probably could have some good effects i don't know so, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah. read this book it's a fascinating book really yeah mm-hmm. so yeah well interesting let's move on to the next story so this is from rt um actually so not no we'll move on to that story in a second so this is from the evening standard this is about the passport office in the uk which takes up to five months to issue uk passports and i remember just before i came to novosibirsk i decided to get myself a new British passport so I can have 10 years so I don't have any problems with the Russian authorities and the visa and I remember I was so nervous I was biting my nails waiting for this passport and they couldn't deliver the passport on time and the the delivery guy not not dissing the delivery guy but the first time he just couldn't be bothered to take it up to my parents apartment and and the second time he just called me and said, yeah, meet me out on the street. And and I had to go next to some tube station and meet this courier with my passport. And I just thought this is a really disorganized way. Why, why is the um, <laughs> passport office like 
not getting its act I, together. I've heard, and, I've heard some yeah. stories that uh, even to get uh, your license, your yeah. driving license, you need to send all the documents mm-hmm. to the office yeah. uh, or come by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, this is a document. Yeah. When you send it, mm-hmm. it's always... Um, the opportunity that you can, uh, they can lose it. The yeah. postal services can mm-hmm. lose it. Right. Yeah. This is so scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Absolutely. Maybe because they live in Russia and they know that the postal. It's like <laughs> Russia <laughs> sending something. <laughs> Russian right. post. Hell yes. no. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why. What? Why so many government agencies can't get their act together? Especially mm-hmm. in America, for instance. I've been trying to deal with my tax return recently yeah. and it's been a nightmare Sorry. i've been i've been on the phone for hours and hours at the irs, the IRS? oh yeah. my goodness how did that go and and I, I know that of course russia has its problems too but i was really impressed by gossel slogi gossel slogi is like a great Fantastic portal tool. why doesn't america have a gossel slogi equivalent i don't understand mm-hmm. you know you've mentioned the irs and this is just something beyond my understanding yeah. Just because, you know, they know exactly how much taxes you need to pay. They won't let you, you know, won't let you know. So you need to calculate it. What happens if you do it wrong? Oh, you're just going to jail. Hmm. Amazing. And it's, it's just so disorganized. And I had to pay someone to file, well, not someone, not an individual. I had to pay a company. It was only 20 bucks, but to file my taxes. And, and it's just like, why, why isn't there just one united portal like right? they have here? Um, but anyway, coming back to the story, it was about the passport office in the UK taking up to five months to issue a passport. We live in the digital age. What can be so difficult? Why can't there just be like one place where you just go and um, give your fingerprints and then your passport's issued? Why, why does it have to be so bureaucratic? You know, I, I've got a feeling that it's kind of easier for us in Russia now. Much I mean, easier. it is. Like, you can you go can... to Mfatse at least. Yeah. So that uh, multifunctional center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, there there are lines. Okay. There can be uh, some, yeah. um, but then, I don't you know, know, angry women. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's it, <laughs> yeah. it's all bearable. And mm-hmm. uh, so you'll get your passport yeah. in a month. I, I actually That's remember great. applying, but when you say passport, you mean like a traveling passport? Because yeah, because in England we don't have you, you have the IDs, passports. right? Mm-hmm. So so it's quite interesting. I was really fascinated how here in Russia you have a internal passport and a Zagran passport, the international passport. Um, in England we don't have an internal passport. Usually our ID is a driving license, mm-hmm. or there are a few other IDs you can get, but it's not the same. Whereas I think, to be honest, I think Russia is more efficient with this, which is quite interesting. And speaking with, uh, speaking about, you know, like the passports, I remember several years ago when I was applying for my traveling passport, I uploaded all of my documents online. So then I made an appointment for the time I wanted because I needed to, uh, you know, to get the, f- uh, the fingerprints and the photo, have my yeah. photo taken. It took about five minutes Two weeks later, I got a notification on my phone, by the way, like mm-hmm. a text message, like your passport is ready. Come in, like, you know, in any mm-hmm. any time within the working hours, you can get it. Yeah, that's great. What, what is it like applying for a passport in the Philippines? Have you Has your passport mm-hmm. expired when you were traveling? Well, you see, um, I was listening to you earlier and I thought, oh my God, five months? Yeah. And I can't believe it because... Well, I, not me personally. I didn't mm-hmm. wait five months, but yeah, some yeah, people Yeah, I mean, have. From, yeah. from the news. Uh, yeah. I know. But the thing is, um, I, I would think that countries like the UK would have more 
you know, this is not a criticism. It's just, you no, know, no, my please expectations. Please criticize, like, <laughs> fine. <you know? laughs> like we said, we're not journalists. We're just English teachers. And no, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Criticize all you want. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, um, I would expect it to be a little faster, more efficient because, yeah. you know, I mean, it, the UK is like a first world country. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that we have better, you know, uh, Maybe system. You but Maybe you do. You know, um, we also have bureaucracy in the Philippines and it also takes time to actually apply or get, uh, you know, a, a new passport. If I were to get it in the Philippines, oh my God, it's going to take me months too. Um, around three months. But still, that's, you know, less compared to five months. But it would be much shorter if I were to get a new passport in another country. Yeah. So for instance, my uh, last passport, it expired while I'm still here in uh, Russia. Yep. So I had to fly to Moscow to get a new one. And it yep. only took um, uh, uh, a month and a half. So wait, so, did you have to stay in Moscow for a month and a half? No, or, uh, I had to go there personally for my fingerprints and, you know, yeah. to pay, you know. So you, the, you went to the embassy, yeah? Yes, I have to be physically present mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have to see me. Um, and it's just the procedure in, in yeah. getting new passports uh, in my country. So I went there and then I had to fly back here to Novosibirsk. And then when the passport was ready, I had two options. It could be delivered to my address here in Novosibirsk or I could get it, you know, personally. But I chose to go back and pick it up myself because, <laughs> you have know. have a couple more days of vacation. <laughs> yes, that's Exploring one. Moscow. Exactly. And the other thing is, I'm just worried about, you know, the postal service. Okay. I don't know. It okay. might be misplaced. Yeah. Of course. But the, the very fact that there is a chance, you know, to get it delivered to your place is, I think, fantastic. That's how I got my passport, um, my visa, actually, my American visa, when it was still possible to apply in Russia. So I went to the embassy and then um, a week later, I got it delivered to my address. Mm-hmm. Well, great. And, and um, well, obviously, a lot of listeners are intrigued by obtaining an American visa. What What is the process now for Russian citizens obtaining a U.S. visa? Okay, <laughs> my time to shine. So the thing is that you can't apply for an American visa in Russia. So now your options are really limited. So Russia has been called the homeless country, starting with like last year, meaning we have not a single uh, consul consulate yeah in in russia so you can apply in basically any country where you want um but the thing is that the waiting time is really long right now so for example you can apply in poland uh you can apply in i have some friends who applied in mongolia kazakhstan yeah but uh depending on the time of the um the type of your visa the waiting time would be like you know would vary So right now, for example, in Cyprus or in Poland, if you make an appointment, that's going to be for like March 2023. Mm -hmm. Wow. So good luck with that. So and then, you know, um, the world is changing. So when you I have a lot of like people that I know who made an appointment for a for an interview, for a visit interview at an embassy. And then because of the pandemic, you know, when this time came, the appointment was just canceled or put off. But yeah, it's at least a year to get a visa but then you have to remember that to go to america actually with this visa when you get it you need to have a world health organization approved vaccine which is impossible to get in russia which means that you need to go to yet another country and get it country yeah so it's really time energy and money consuming these days and is there a particular country 
Have you heard any rumors of a particular country having a faster service with the US embassy or is... It's all seasonal, you see. So, for example, in the in December, in November, it was really easy to get it in Mauritius. Yeah. But it's about 150,000 rubles to get there and back just for the plane tickets. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's fast. There was uh, about like a 90% approval um, statistics, you know, like, but it was really expensive. So it all depends on how much money you have and how much time you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, let us know if you, if you have any questions about this in the comments. Obviously, we're not immigration lawyers. <laughs> yeah, but if you have any but, but, any questions about mm. the visa, let me know because I'm yeah. in. You know, I've been trying to get a visa for the last two and a half years. Yeah, yeah no, I've quite a few students. Um, Aliona, have you ever had any experience obtaining a visa? Yes, I had. Uh, actually, one of my first jobs was uh, connected to yeah. uh, visas. Uh, I was ki- oh, cool. kind of. Uh, connected to traveling um, organi- organization uh, yeah, for, yeah. A, for a big uh, company. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, back in, yeah, in 2007, mm-hmm. 2009, mm-hmm. something like that, it was a pretty um, difficult, I must yeah. say, uh, for some reasons to get visas. Uh, oh, maybe because get... what the economic, what did you say 2007? 2007, 2009, some, somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to work for a mobile operator yeah, and yeah. Uh, in, uh, the, in the inner uh, yeah. service mm-hmm. to uh, let our, our um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, workers to yeah, yeah. fly somewhere, for yeah, example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the, the worst thing was... Uh, dealing mm-hmm. with the postal services yeah because um, yeah we had um, some fedex yeah, and yeah. we had uh, tnt express uh, mm-hmm. services which were quite uh, fast yeah, like yeah two days and you get your passport back but all the time that was so scary and that was quite yeah holding expensive. holding your breath waiting yes. for important mm-hmm. documents to arrive on time yeah. yeah and that was quite expensive back then yeah and I know, unfortunately, now DHL and FedEx have suspended um, sending um, sending post to Russia, which is quite and annoying. If you once they did that, my visa just you know the 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 very chance of getting a visa just disappeared. Yeah, I mean, I don't really understand why they suspended it because it's not exactly dangerous to <laughs> to right. send. I things think in here. this case, it's mostly it mostly comes down to logistics. Yeah. So nothing, nothing personal, you know. Yeah, but I don't understand because you have the Estonian border, you have Finland. You can easily <laughs> send documents through there, and it's not exactly particularly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't, I don't understand it. But anyway, so that's the passport office story. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, let us know in the comments if you have any questions or if you need any suggestions. Um, all right, the next story we have comes from RT. Everyone knows RT, Russia Today. Um, this is Americans quit their job at a record pace. So last time we talked about work and employment. Um, this is kind of a similar topic over here. Over 4.5 million Americans voluntarily quit their jobs in March. My question is, how would you say, um, well, how would you suggest um, for a, an American employer, how can they entice workers to come back? Because recently, I don't know if you know, in America, there have been many um, 
unemployment benefits being paid out, and quite often these unemployment benefits pay more than started <laughs> than the actual yeah. job. Well, yeah, because wow. it's, yeah. it started at the um, in 2020 when COVID hit, because you know the unemployment benefit together with the stimulus check, yeah, was way more that you could make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it was a lot. I mean, compared to like a low pay job, like working in fast food chain and everything, yeah. So, and that's why a hell of a lot of people just quit their jobs saying, why would I, why would I work if I can make more getting those benefits? But actually the stimulus checks were suspended. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's getting them anymore. I mean, unless you're like a really low paid household and everything like low income household. But what companies can do now is don't make the workers come back to the office. Let them enjoy working remotely if they want to. Well, what what if it is, for instance, a fast food worker? Mm-hmm. What, who's going to flip burgers on Zoom? <laughs> well, in this case, lower the, uh, the stimulus checks and the un- unemployment benefits. Yeah. So that's from the government side. What can employers do to to welk, to usher? This is a good verb, by the way. To usher means to to um, let's say to beckon people back to their to welcome people back to their workplace. How can employers usher um, employ- employees back to the workplace? Provide health insurance. Yeah. If you're going to be practical about it, yes. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, well, I would say the more personal side. Um, I don't know exactly how American employers are when it comes to the treatment of their employees, but... You know, if you want to win them over, you have to make sure that you establish a very good relationship. And that would be, you know, that would include listening also to the concerns of your employees. Otherwise, if you just um, let your rules be put in place without being questioned by the employees, then, of course, the employees will not like that and they're going to leave work. I mean, it is uh, applicable to any kind of job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it all varies from company to company. But in general, what I see in the American corporate world is horrible. I mean, compared to Russia, Russia has amazing conditions because in there, how many days of paid leave do you get per year? It's like a month, almost 28 days here. Here? Yeah. Yeah. But in America, like what, seven days? Mm. Sometimes not even. I mean, when I worked in a hotel, I didn't even get any paid holiday. Exactly. Wow. First year. Yeah. But, and what about sick leaves, maternity leave? Maternity leave. I mean, over uh-huh. here, you can get like a paid maternity leave for like what, a year? A year and a half. A year and, and a half. And three years, uh, they don't uh, pay you for three mm-hmm. uh, for the second part of it. But anyway, uh, you get your uh, position yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there, the maternity leave is like what five days or something. Wait, That's wait. So, so, does the government pay for yes. the maternity, or uh, does the employer pay for the? Uh, the employer always pays, uh, always pays uh, the taxes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, from the beginning, uh, from the start of yeah, your yeah. work mm-hmm. uh, for them, and uh, one day if. The woman, yeah, uh, goes to the maternity leave. Uh, yeah. So in that case, the government pays back uh, th- those uh, taxes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's not just like <laughs> if, if no, no, no. It's if not I like decide to have a baby, <laughs> I'm gonna make my boss pay for it. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite harsh on the boss, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. So 
guys listen to our previous podcast there was yeah we, we spoke at length about um work and yeah quality of life etc let's move on to the next story this is a really fun story i found this in ngs so we're N- talking about russian yeah, russian, russian news now right yeah now. this is a russian exactly so thanks be careful so, yeah. with saying ngs so yeah <laughs> usually whatever you post there whatever you say is going to cause a shit storm anyway be that positive or negative well, I, I love you. it there's so many golden stories it's great for me when I'm learning Russian because I get to read all the <laughs> funny sorry. comments in the comments you section. know what association I get sometimes from reading some of the stories on NGS NGS Florida man Oh yeah, you know those ridiculous <laughs> stories. Like, well, this is kind of a Florida man story, <laughs> except the Russian equivalent of Florida man. So, by the way, for our listeners, a Florida man is just for some reason, un- maybe unfairly, Florida has this association with crazy people. Would you say it's unfair? unfairly though? Is it unfair though? <laughs> Actually, is maybe it? not. Is it? <laughs> There are quite a lot of crackpots in <laughs> in in Florida. It's actually, you're not supposed to be saying that. Oh, am I days. not allowed to say it anymore? Yeah, no, you should say um, <laughs> a substance user or a drug user. Oh no, I don't user. actually. I don't actually mean um, as in crack, <laughs> no, a crackpot. Just means someone who's crazy. That's that's why I, mean. I didn't mean oh. crackheads. But <laughs> be careful. <laughs> well, I had a lesson yesterday actually on the subject of sleep, and in Russian you have the word lunatic, which is like a sleepwalker. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, in English the word yes. lunatic is different. Means mad. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like crazy mm-hmm. person and. Mm-hmm. So we can't use the word lunatic anymore. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know why. But anyway, so this guy, I'm sorry, he is a lunatic. <laughs> he, um, he's, um, all right, so these Russian neighbors or here in Novosibirsk, they were complaining about this guy who over the last, I believe, three years throws projectiles, throws things outside of his window and smashes car windows and damages the whole apartment block. And there were all sorts of items that he threw out the window um, including floor tiles coffee mugs and this was dangerous for people who were walking um, underneath the of course, of course that's kind of surprising he hasn't killed anyone yet yes exactly and apparently local babushki um, warned people not to walk outside his window and the local police they all they can do is come and knock on his door and when he doesn't answer they have to leave they can't just break down his door because yeah, I, I don't think that you're legally allowed to just break down a door unless mm-hmm. you have like a real strong reason to do so. So the police just keep coming and leaving, coming and leaving, as do these um, psychiatric hospital doctors. And there's nothing people can do about it. I wonder though, um, is he living alone and uh, how old is he? Well, I, I read somewhere that, or maybe he's near Diaspasobni, so he's disabled, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, um, I'm, I'm not too sure about all the details. Mm-hmm. It's quite a long article, but um, yeah, basically he loves to throw oh. things out the window <laughs> and smash people's cars. How would you deal with this neighbor if this were your neighbor? Would you just move house? Would you, would you know, you- I, um, I'd try to use reason first um, if that you know if that's even possible. So what I would do personally is I would knock on his door and talk to him and perhaps just you know ask him questions because you never know. I mean some sometimes people act in a weird way because maybe they just want somebody to talk to or there's nobody else yeah, around. Because they feel lonely. Who, exactly. Mm-hmm. Who would try to understand them. So uh, at the very least I would try to use reason. But then if that doesn't work then 
Um, sadly, in this case, I, I don't think I can put up with this situation because <laughs> if he does that all the time, really, um, it's just a matter of time when somebody gets injured or yeah. worse, as Katya said, could die from this. There was a case like not so long ago in Novice Risk when somebody threw something out of yes. the window and killed, yes, killed an yeah. old lady. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, yeah, with the sofa. Yeah, we mm-hmm. talked, I think talked about this on another podcast but yeah someone threw the couple got into an argument like you said they threw a sofa out the window and i mean that in and of itself is quite funny but what's not funny is the poor old lady who died because of Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. stupid couple's argument there was another case have you heard uh a woman wanted to commit suicide and uh, actually jumped out of the window or from the balcony and killed another woman Oh my god, that's terrible! So, yeah, just, but did, did she even die herself? I'm not sure about that, but uh, I know for sure that there was some other yeah. person yeah, mm-hmm. who died because some of victim. this. Mm-hmm. Because of that, come on! Wow, that god, escalated yeah. quickly, you know, from yeah. talking about neighbors to things. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's do you, yeah, the poor, guys, poor, do yeah, you yeah. have crazy neighbors? Yeah, well, I've that. got neighbors below me whose <laughs> hobby is drilling. Oh, my <laughs> god. oh, oh that's that yeah. neighbor. Yes. It's like the neighbor. <laughs> yes, and I've had a great few Russian lessons by reading through the Russian mm-hmm. law, mm-hmm. <laughs> reading through Novosibirsk yeah. legislation. Um, apparently, in Novosibirsk. You can drill, but up to I believe it's seventy nine decibels is the, mm. yep. and it's really difficult. Yeah, tell me. Uh, keep on. Yeah, no, go. Yeah, I, yeah. I have another. Yeah, 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 another yeah. So, thing. so mm-hmm. basically, yeah, it's really difficult to prosecute this. Mm-hmm. But wait, wait. So you did you have noisy neighbors yourself? I do. Uh, my noisy neighbors. Uh, I even put um, downloaded some application to yeah. check uh, the. A volume of the sound. That's what I did, yeah. And the sound meter. <laughs> yeah, the sound so funny, meter. Yeah. Uh, first uh, thing, they have their TV on very loudly. Yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, actually, at, for example, 1 a.m. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. And you go to sleep. You try to sleep, but yeah. you can't because they have a concert of Petrosian there. <laughs> yeah? And you're like, oh, come on. Yeah? So it's really loud. But uh, if we uh, measure the uh, yeah. sound volume, it's pretty decent, yeah? Yeah. Um, and the second thing, they uh, they have the air conditioning, yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, fan is yeah. next to my balcony window. Yeah. yeah? Mm. And it's loud. It, it's loud yeah, that's a nightmare, well. yeah. It's, annoy- it's annoying. Uh, all the summer, when the summer starts, yeah? So... The, mm-hmm. the uh, nightmare starts actually. Well, coincidentally, the next story I was going to talk about involves a computer club with a very loud ventilation system. Yeah, I saw it and they thought that was like my story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 <laughs> what can you do? Because this computer, okay, so let me just quickly mention this computer club is in the center of Novosibirsk. And of course, computers get very hot and you need like really high tech ventilation systems. And um, I checked out this video on NGS, the website, and the noise was very, oh, it was horrible. It was monotonous, kind of mm-hmm. high pitched and it was just constant. And even at 3 a.m., it was still droning on in the middle of the night. Was, I guess the ventilation system is... It's uh, yeah. It's pretty much the same. Uh, it's annoying. It's like uh, the uh, the fridge when it starts to work out. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Really. And, uh, and what can you do? Can who can you speak to? 
there are kind of yeah uh, there are options you yeah. can go to your neighbors yeah, yeah. i don't know at 1 a.m probably yeah. knock knock at the door their yeah. door and uh, ask them to turn off their air conditioning yeah. i don't know or maybe the next day and try <coughs> yeah sorry and sorry. try uh i don't know to uh, persuade them to yeah. uh, ask for uh, maintenance yeah yeah, yeah. probably mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. or Uh, some services uh, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, some legislative uh, yeah, yeah. way to uh, develop that uh, situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't uh, know. have you done it yourself? Have you personally spoken to your neighbors and brought not, up not this yet. I'm issue? Not, I'm not that annoyed yet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> You're waiting. <laughs> yeah. like, I, it's slowly going up <laughs> the level of annoyance. Yeah, because it's, it's terrible. And, 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 and in this story with the computer club off of um, Krasny Prospect, the main road here in Novosibirsk, Ross Potrebnadzor, the local, well, not local, so the Russian um, authority that deals with all sorts of um, commercial issues, they they conducted an inspection into this computer club, and they determined, okay, there's nothing much we can do, but people are complaining and saying that the owner probably was notified beforehand of um, the visit from mm. this authority, and he probably turned down the the um yeah the noise and this really angered people that is so unfair yeah and, and the, in inconsiderate yeah because you know i have talked to several neighbors yeah yeah throughout my stay here <laughs> i'm shameless but i do it yeah. in a, a very um diplomatic way of course um i'm fuming yeah um <laughs> on the inside but i have to face them with a you know calm demeanor and just ask them uh Sometimes I would prepare a, a translation on my phone because yeah. I have mm. to make sure that everything that I want to say is clearly yeah, yeah. and correctly stated. I even yeah. double check the translation just yeah, so yeah. it's really correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I would knock on the door so they would open and I would say, um, firstly, I ask them in Russian, uh, and then if they say no, then I try to show them my phone with the translation. Yeah. And then um, there was one time in my previous flat um, actually was a, a man. So firstly, he didn't open the door. He just yeah. shouted something in Russian, which I didn't understand. And then eventually when I relented on knocking because yeah. I really wanted them to open the door so I could tell them the problem. So eventually this man opened the door. He was a really muscular guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he saw me like, you know, like I was so nice. And I even <laughs> smiled when he opened the door. I wasn't even nervous because I was... Uh, determined to really tell him the problem, which was yeah. the noise that they were making at night. So he opened the door and I said, um, like, good evening. Um, do you speak English? And then he said, and then um, he was kind of stunned. Yeah. Maybe because he didn't expect that it was going to be a foreigner who would yeah, speak yeah. to him. So he said, he said mm, yeah. And then I just showed him the phone yeah. and then he read through the yeah, message yeah, yeah. and then he understood it. And then he called in a friend, I guess, you know, anyway, yeah. another person who lives in the same flat. And then this guy can actually speak English. And oh, then cool. he said, oh, we're very sorry. We're not aware of this. You see, if I had allowed my anger yeah, yeah. to um, oh, that, overcome yeah, me, that would only let it would only anger. make matters worse. But Because I told myself, okay, maybe they're not aware that they're making noise at night. So it's better to approach it first in a calm way, try to settle it yeah. the best way possible. And guess what? When I returned to my flat, it was like, oh my God, like, 
It was just pure silence. Oh, you see, it works. Really, yeah. And then there was another one in my new flat. Now, um, not my upstairs neighbor, neighbors, but kind of like to the right of yeah, my yeah. upstairs neighbors. So um, they always move the table yeah. uh, and, and chairs, especially. <laughs> I always wonder what people actually do. Like, what is that? Like, are you moving furniture in the middle of the night? Like, what happens? Well, they do that, and they do it um, in, uh, in uh, instantaneously. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like someone who just uh, gets up immediately, and it happens very often, like late at night, around you know twelve to one a.m. Yeah, sometimes even two a.m. So um, I went up there. Again with my trans, you know, translated yeah. message. So nobody opened the door, and I thought maybe they're pretending that they couldn't hear, you know, the knock. Yeah. And then I contacted my uh, landlady, so the owner of the flat, and then I told him, uh, her that I went down to the um, like the reception to inform yeah. them that uh, about this noise. But then the reception was closed because it was you know mm-hmm, late at uh-huh. night. And then um, so I just sent uh, sent her the message. Uh, I guess she was able to read it, you know, the following morning. Yeah. So she did some, or she took some actions, but then I wasn't, um, for me, it wasn't enough. I had to speak <laughs> to the actual person who yeah. is making this noise. So I went the following day to this flat and spoke to the person. It's actually a mom, uh, uh, a mother. And then she, Fortunately, she can speak English, and she explained to me that, oh, it's our daughter. She wakes up in the middle of the night. She runs, and you know, mm-hmm, makes all mm-hmm. of this noise. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I don't mind the running. I, I actually hear uh-huh. the footsteps every time her daughter runs, but it's just you know the furniture because mm-hmm. it's yeah. dragging sometimes. And she said, okay, we're very sorry about that. Uh, I'll see what I can do, and. Um, Right now, it does happen very often. At least, it's less than usual. I'll see what I could do. What is she going to do? She's going to tie her daughter down. <laughs> to- <laughs> but, uh, you, yeah. you can put some uh, on the legs of the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there, are, yeah. there are some like mm-hmm. soft yeah. things. Yeah, like some. the rubber. Mm-hmm. What I guess you call rubber them caps or some, or some, yeah. Yeah, some uh, yeah. cloth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can still hear the running. You know, mm-hmm. Every night. Oh, that's kids. <laughs> Yeah. I have a kid, you know, living upstairs and she, sometimes she just throws tantrums and uh, tantrums with capital letters. So oh, tantrums. Yeah. It's just horrible. He's, she's running around, she's screaming and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, like, <laughs> what, why? But it happens, you know, doesn't happen very often. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. It's kids. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my neighbors below, for some reason that uh, they've been, constructing they've been building for the last um literally the this last way year. other problem yeah it's, it's absolutely insane and the first time i knocked on their door and said hey guys um i, I tried yeah i tried to speak to them i said hey guys um can you let me know when this drilling is stopping and they said yeah dove us me until eight o'clock and and i said okay thank you and it's nine o'clock and they were still drilling and this has been happening like every few days for like the last year <laughs> and and it got That's a hobby point, yeah, of theirs. It is. And I, I, went, I knocked on their door, what was it, like three weeks ago? And I looked through the door and they, they opened the door and they looked through and all the walls were still completely bare. There was no <gasps> wallpaper on the wall. They still haven't finished their bloody work. Good and, luck with that. Yeah, what so, are they doing? Yeah, so, so I went to the concierge um, downstairs, the 
really nice old lady who who works there and i said hey what can i do um like i'm, I'm an english teacher i teach on zoom um i need quiet and um, what was going on mm-hmm. and and she said oh, i'm so sorry there's nothing much i can do but you can um um what was it you can you can speak to the manager of the of the building complex so i called uh, and I, I was like all right let's get ready let's speak some russian let's, let's <laughs> try this and I called, on the phone and, yeah right. yeah and, and i was i was I'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous i was like okay let's 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 do this come on let's go <laughs> and and she picked and i got ready i said oh hello there and she said sure <laughs> <laughs> And What like, a very friendly which, way. Which is, yeah, which is like, uh, no, normally if a professional picks up the phone, you say, hello there, my name is so-and-so, how can I help you? But the first thing she said oh, was, sure. And I said, What? oh, um, I'm, I'm a resident of this apartment, um, yeah, and um, in your building complex, and I'm not going to lie, I've, I can't live with this, um, this noise that's been going on downstairs. And she said, And what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and she said, Icho. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly it. And short. She said, yeah, she said, Ishto. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what? And what? And I said, well, I've read on the internet somewhere that up to 79 decibels is illegal. And I have this app on my phone and I recorded it. And 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 she said, and I said, I'm going to send you on what? what's your number so I can send you on WhatsApp. Um, these videos and she said yeah send it to me and i sent her the videos and no reply she <laughs> she just watched she just blocked her number it. yeah yeah she doesn't care so guys let us know in the comments if you've had some nightmare neighbors i'm sure some of you have so let us know we want to hear how you deal with them do you take matters into your own hands do you take a vigilante approach to this uh-huh. will you put up with neighbors or will you try to go the legal route and <laughs> yeah call the police or something Um, well, let's look at another story here. Um, Akadem Garadok. So this obviously is, well, maybe we have some listeners who are not here um, in Novosibirsk. Akadem Garadok is this well university village outside of Novosibirsk. And there they have a botanical garden. And on NGS, they just reported that the botanical garden is charging an interest fee. To- Do you know how much it is? I'm not actually sure. And because I'm, I'm very remember. angry about this, you know, because yeah. it's been free. Like it's always been free. For, for ages, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And well, let's be fair, most of the time, because there is some sort of like Japanese garden inside uh-huh. and you can take a tour and these things are not for free. So you, you know, you still pay for them. Yeah. But the entrance was also always free. So you could get in, you know, have a picnic, just wander around, have some fresh air and charging for doing that kind of feels illegal you know and i know it's not but mm-hmm. and technically you know there isn't even much to see over there so i've only been outside of it i never actually went inside the botanical gardens i, I went to what was it there's like some what is it this physics or this nuclear physics institute that's next to it oh it's not next to it it's like it's the botanical gardens are kind of far away oh, from it's, far it's away. like it's like 45 minute walk from there Because last time i went for a bike ride around there and it was Yeah, it was really interesting, but I went outside the gate at the Botanical Gardens and I was intrigued, but I didn't go inside. And I, to be honest, I can't really imagine how exactly are they going to charge? Because you see, there is like an entrance to the Botanical Gardens. Okay, good. Like you can go there by car and everything, but you can also get there from like, from behind when you walk 
from Akadem Garadok, from some yeah. of the parts. So it's a bit of a like wild route. Yeah. Let's say we still do that. So what? Are they going to put a fence over there? Yeah. How are they going to charge the entrance? I think that's fee? ridiculous. They used to um, charge the cars who wanted to like come closer and park, yeah. you know, for people who wanted to park their car closer, that was like a hundred rubles per car. If you didn't want to pay, you could just walk, you know, like 10 minutes more and everything. But charging everyone, I don't know. Yeah. You're like a, you were like a it's, public institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, are there any other museums? Well, what museums do we have here in Novosibirsk? Mm, one of the greatest it's uh, the train museum. Of have you, course. Have you been there? Of course. I, I loved it. That was amazing. This is, this is Ben really and cool. transport himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the car exhibition. Yeah. Old cars. Yeah. And oh, different kinds of trains. Yeah. So this is really, really cool. And um, uh, the Dendro Park. Yeah. Not far from here. Uh, in next to the zoo. Yeah. yeah. Mm, get uh, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... The zoo itself. Well, the zoo not really itself. a museum, but what, what's the yeah. zoo? It's four hundred um, rubles. To, I think it's five hundred now. That was five hundred. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's we, worth it. Yeah, the mm-hmm. zoo is fun. Well, Ken, have you been to the zoo recently? Well, no, but I was there in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth it. We have a family tradition every year, maybe, maybe twice a year. Uh, my family uh, and I, maybe I assist my sister and I, we go to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Not to look at the animals, just to have a nice walk. Because yeah. the uh, roads inside, the paths are really clean uh, and beautiful. And this one lake, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's so, the flamingos. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, oh, they're yeah. so cute. I miss yeah. that part. Mm-hmm. So. We also have the art museum, mm-hmm. the birch tree museum, the, no, not the birch tree. Yes. Um, what do you call this part of a tree? Like, it's not, it's like the outer shell of the bark. a bark. A bark. So we have yeah. a birch bark museum. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's like birch yeah, yeah, bark yeah. museum. Oh, interesting. So what, yours are via... <laughs> Kara. Oh, Kara. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even... It's yeah. some sort of a different Biris, name. Birista. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the word. And they have, you know, s- different things made out of this material and everything. Uh-huh. They have uh, tours over there. We have the local history museum, which sometimes have some sort of, um, you know, exhibitions over there in addition yeah. to the mm-hmm. local history ones and everything. Uh, we have the local nature history museum. Oh, that's true. That's next true. To, wow. Next to Tsum. And this is, uh, this is exciting because you can see some... Uh, I don't know, a mammoth, for example, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, the uh, ancient bears, uh, and um, we have the, the current... Museum of Death, by the way. Yep. Oh, here in Novosibirsk? Yeah. Yes, we do. Museum of Death. I've never heard about I, that. I've not, heard of that. Not far from the uh, crematorium. Yeah. It is on the territory mm-hmm. of the crematorium. The... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. It so, is. and it was actually, like it was very, uh, it's going to be like a very personal story, but I hope that's yeah. okay. So, every year there is uh, the museum night. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and over there at oh, night you have access to the museum. By the way, it is coming. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like in the mid of May, so very soon. Eighteenth, nineteenth. Like next week. Wait, it's like right. next weekend. Anywho, um, so in this museum of death, uh, every year when they have the museum night, they organize you know the transport because it's kind of out of the city. So you can go there for free and enjoy everything. And it's like music, fun, people having fun, like loud music, coffee shops, and everything. So the fun thing is that last year, the museum night also, 
It was the same day as my father's death anniversary. So we yeah. had to go and, you know, like kind of visit, you know. And it felt so weird to be there with the coffee shops and people having fun and laughter. And the thing is that it's like yeah. crematorium. Next building is the Museum of Death. And then at the territory of all that is the, what do you call it? Like a columbarium or something where you have the niches, you know, with the urns and everything. It's okay, not like I a actually, cemetery. Maybe, maybe it is called that. I actually don't know the word I know for that it. in Russian it's called columbari. Yeah. And anywho, <laughs> and it's all over there. So people are just, you know... Walking around, having their cocktails, looking at those like, you know, well, technically they're like graves or something, other yeah. urns and everything. And it just felt so not okay. It is quite funny. I'm like, no. Well, it's like in Indonesia. Was it Indonesia? It was some Southeast Asian country where they have the, um, the <laughs> where they keep the skeletons of... I can't remember. They keep the skeletons of people's ancestors and they dance with them and it's quite funny. Have you seen have you seen this? There's a documentary. No, oh my goodness. So yeah, but there is yeah. this museum and I think it's kind of like an interesting place to visit on a quiet day. Yeah. Because they show the history of like burial um, traditions all over the world and everything. Yeah. Yeah, but we do have a lot of, not a lot of, but some museums. Yeah. Well, should governments pay for these museums to stay open do you think that this is you know that's very that's that's a debatable question i remember we talked about it when we had a Uh podcast about art because for example i know that in london most of the museums are free but you have some sort of donation system so you you like you're free to for instance the tates they have paid exhibitions which are quite expensive like 20 maybe 15 pounds but But then the national gallery the british museum they're totally free like if you want to donate money feel free to yeah let's say in america in boston all of the museums are not free and the entrance is like 25 dollars and sometimes it's not worth it but it's it's so expensive yeah, New York, I, I remember um, the Met Museum, I, I believe it's, I could be wrong, but I believe it's free for residents of New York State. I think so, yeah. But then it's like $30 for everyone else. Yeah, which is pretty cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. So I think it depends because let's say our local history museum, they are a state museum, so they get funding, but at the same time they, uh, they have their merch, so they sell things, they organize tours, so they still can uh, as well they let uh, the exhibitions uh, inside yeah with uh, i don't know different things like fashion for example yeah. exhibition mm-hmm. uh, last last year i think my friend and i uh, we visited one of the exhibitions and it was uh dedicated to fashion uh, actually fashion designers from mm-hmm. the usa from europe and from the uk and that was really fascinating yeah mm-hmm. and the price the cost of the um, ticket was was quite reasonable mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. enjoy yeah. what you want and um, pay i don't know 200 rubles for mm-hmm. that. the 200 rubles yeah, yeah. the train museum what that was 100 so, yeah. i mean i thought that was okay price for mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. it and it was yeah what i think the museums should do though is advertise more mm-hmm. like there are exactly. so many cool events yeah. happening because last time when we had a podcast about art i was complaining how oh we don't have much going on we don't have the originals of the paintings brought and i got several comments in my direct messages saying oh you're wrong like we have this 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 that 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 and i said oh my god i didn't know i'm sorry mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that made me realize that there's no advertisement you know covering any of that how would people know mm-hmm. 
uh, our local museum, local history museum, they, I think, nowadays have pretty decent uh, campaign uh, to advertise uh, themselves because I can see their posts promoted on Vkontakte sometimes. Oh, really? Really. I, I, mm. I am uh, subscribed uh, on some mm-hmm. uh, theatrical <clears throat> societies. Yeah. And so... Uh, Maybe because of that, uh, I can see. Yeah, I uh, think those. so. It's like a target yeah. ad. Yeah, ta- target. Uh, and uh, sometimes when you uh, move uh, through the city, yeah, uh, and you can see the um, billboards for with uh, those advertisements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. But the other museums, I think, yeah, it's quite a reasonable thing. Mm-hmm. And this uh, museum night. Uh, That's like, a cool uh, event. It, this is really a cool event mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't been there. So I yeah. just recommend just go going there. there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is really exciting. Well, guys, let us know what your favorite museum is. We would love to hear from you. And let's wrap it up there, guys. So if you have any questions about any words that we use, please, please, please let us know. We're English teachers. We're here to help you expand your vocabulary base and grammar skills. So do let us know if you have any questions or suggestions as well. Also, I suggest that you check out our website, which is www.bigappleschool.com, where you can find other podcasts like this one, and you can also find articles and more information about the courses that we offer here at the school. So that's it, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.